Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the All Form Podcast. Great to have you here. I hope you're doing well during lockdown, staying safe, staying indoors and washing those hands as regularly as you can. We're going to try and keep you company through the lockdown. We've already released one coronavirus special episode with information from experts. We talk about our concerns and what it's like living with type 1 diabetes when you're cooped up at home. But today we're going to talk to someone who's very prominent in the type 1 world, Sky news presenter Stephen Dixon. Now he has been able through the powers of technology to broadcast to the world from his front room. So we're going to find out all about how that happened and how he's doing in his new life working from home. Well um, I'm type 1 diabetic so under the stringent social distancing guidelines work have been very good about staying out of the office even though they've been, they have actually, the office is, they've been really careful at Sky, which is really impressive. Um, but even so, for the likes of me, moving me sort of out, um, so I had a week off of doing nothing uh, while they've put together and built this system to allow me to broadcast from home. Because it's not just like a Zoom call or a Skype call, well, you, as we would do with a guest where you can just, they can just hear the presenter I need to have uh, sort of scripts and auto cue and IFB so I can hear the gallery and the director and the producer and, and, and a light rig and all this sort of thing. So it's all built into this system that they've devised over the last week. Um, and then they, they brought it round and assembled it in my driveway and then disinfected it. And then I've carted it all in the house. And so far, so far... Wow. <laughs> So you're you're tech opping your own sort of lives from your your own home, but I've noticed you've also been presenting alongside Isabel again. And how is that working? Because I'm guessing there's some sort of delay or latency between what you're hearing from your directors in the gallery and what Isabel's saying, and all the guests that you're speaking to across the program. Yeah, there there is a slight latency. I mean, part of the problem with doing television in this way is that obviously as we all know the internet can go down and and this is digero so it runs off the internet and a cellular signal at the same time um so whenever you do anything remotely like that you need you have to have someone in the studio as well in case it goes down so a double double headed show like that is perfect for this sort of setup um thankfully we've got you know really skilled people um, you know, the directors are queuing me, you know, a couple of seconds in advance. So I'm sort of beginning to talk as people are, you know, I can, people are still talking at the end of a report in my ear when I start then. And so it sort of removes some of the delay. Uh, and even things like, because the auto queue, bizarrely, I've, I've got the same auto queue that is being done from the gallery in London. And someone's um, rolling it, that from London, are they? Someone's rolling it from London, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. So, but, but because of the delay, what it means is they're having to roll it about two seconds ahead of where they normally would, which is you know, actually very difficult from their perspective because they're rolling the screen, the words off the off their screen before I've actually said them. So it's a real skill that everyone's just picking up, and you know, so far, apart from you know, the the odd the odd bit of lag, it it seems to be okay. Well, I know from doing lives over live view in the past, being queued 10 seconds before I was actually on air because 
of the delay that's built in to help improve the quality of the broadcast and all that sort of stuff that, I mean, essentially what we're doing is just being, you know, a gob on a stick for that moment in time. It, the real <laughs> hard work is from the people who are, you know, doing all this crazy maths, minusing 10 seconds from what the, 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 the clock is saying in, in the gallery and making mm. it all happen and look seamlessly on air. But I mean, that's what we're seeing across, you know, the whole, you know, sort of media landscape at the minute everywhere is Skype TV even Anton Deck they were they were from home in Saturday Night Takeaway so it's really affected the whole of the media hasn't it well it has but you know what I mean you know as well as I do that a lot of the media is about innovation and sometimes you need a crisis to fuel a bit of innovation and so what I find fascinating with this is uh, away from the horrors of what what is going on at the moment is is where we're going to be afterwards because I think it is going to change the media landscape in terms of of what we not only what we can do but what we're prepared to do. I mean, the beauty of my kit here um, is that you know I'm I'm sort of I'm on air. At, I was on air at six o'clock this morning. I came down and sort of turned all this equipment on at about quarter to six, just so they can check it all in knock and see that it's all working. Um, but, you know, it, it takes literally seconds to be up and running. Um, and so with that sort of speed, you know, you're not having to send a truck anywhere. You're not having to acquire a satellite signal. You know, you're just turning it on and getting on with it and being on a program. Um, and so I think we are going to see some changes after this in, in how the media approaches a whole load of stuff. Well, I guess sort of Sky is leading the way with that sort of stuff because I mean, for as long as I've watched Sky regularly, they've, you know, it it's been a lot, you know, lots of guests from all over the world brought in via Skype, um, people in the studio to do the papers, the pref- press reviews, um, different correspondence against the big screen and that that sort of stuff. So I think Sky is the people to watch when it's coming uh, when, when we're talking about innovation because I mean even even regional broadcasters are sort of they're where Sky were a few years ago now. Yeah I think that's right well Sky's always been prepared to innovate and there are risks in innovation because sometimes it doesn't work and there's been a whole host of things over the years that we've done and it hasn't quite worked and so in the, in the end after six months you end up scrapping it. Um, but I think you've got to be a little bit brave to innovate, but also we've got a benefit at Sky because we're, we're not just a news organisation in, in, as far as Sky News is concerned, but we're a broadcast operation, we're a technical operation. So actually we've got, a, we've got all these extra resources and all the, all the people from other teams who are helping assemble all of this. Um, so we've got, a, we've got a huge setup and a huge amount of really skilled people who can work on this rather than it just being a news organization. Well, um, I, I, I thought you guys were mad to lose that big, massive screen that Kay Burley used to strut up and down against in the early afternoon. But now you're in this sort of, it's like a, a goldfish bowl, isn't it? In that sort of sits above <laughs> one of the main foyers of, of one of the buildings. Yeah, well, we call it the glass box, it's, um, which is quite literally what it is. It's also on stilts in the, in the main atrium of Sky Central, which is actually the corporate headquarters 
Um, we've got a big campus, so we're all on the same campus, but that's the corporate headquarters. Um, Sky News is a newsroom and Sky Sports and all the other studios are in a building called Sky Studios. So we're, we're somewhere else in the glass box. Um, and, and I know, it, I mean, I have to say, I, I sort of agree with you that we, you know, getting, getting rid of the huge screen we had in the other building um, did seem a shame in a way. It was nice, but I, I guess we'd had a massive screen for quite a long time. And it's a case of, you know, you get designers in for this sort of thing and say, well, you know, what can we do with terms of a new studio? and come on, coming up with a new look and a new style. And, and that's part of the bravery, I think, in that you've got to say, right, this, we've done this, it's worked really well, now let's do something different. Um, and it sort of works. And, and it's a really nice place to be in where a company is willing to spend a lot of money on news, which people, I guess, that are in, within the media know that news doesn't often turn a massive profit. It's, it's more... Of, of a lost leader for, for a lot of places. So it's really nice for Sky to be able to put so much innovation and so much money in, into something which is so important. And I mean, I'm, so many people now must be turning to Sky during this, this pandemic for the regular updates and probably becoming a bit more familiar with all the different presenters that, that you have across the day. But I mean, for you with type 1 diabetes, they've been fantastic with you um, being able to work from home. But, but was it a concern? Because obviously you, like me, were watching this from the very start. We knew it was coming and we were just slow, you know, waiting for a response um, and a, a plan from the government. But did it worry you when you started to see um, the, the different wires coming out from across the world that this pandemic was indeed going to be a pandemic? Um, uh, well, uh, you, you, as a journalist, you you are quite cynical of things. As the <laughs> that's sort of a natural resting position, I think. So even when this was in 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 Wuhan and then spreading out further from Hubei province and all that sort of thing in China, you do. And I had some older friends who were sort of really panicking, and I was saying it, it'll be fine. It's fine, you know, nothing for us to worry about. And then of course it creeps ever ever more closer um and that's where that so you know i think when the government started having these briefings and things then you sort of think yeah we've got a problem here um and you know I'm, i i love my science um and i do think you know if, if you've got these scientific and medical advisors making these recommendations you just have to follow them uh, in terms of the type one thing i mean obviously it's a it's a concern they, they i mean they did change their tack because they were initially talking about all sort of diabetics being in your know, complete 12-week isolation. Well, that never quite happened, but we are in this stringent uh, self-distancing, uh, social distancing thing. So we, we do have to be more careful. And I think that's the right thing to do. Um, but I also, you know, I'm very grateful to Sky that actually as soon as I raise this, because you get all these, all the big companies are saying, well, you know, our employees' well-being is our number one priority. And you sometimes wonder if that is actually true. Mm. But certainly in terms of Sky, um, you know, there is no, there's no question. You know, they're, they're very clear about what they're doing in terms of pay and who's getting paid and how much and all the rest of it. Um, but they've been very, very clear on, on this, you know, for me to stay home. And, you know, they've, they're now working from home, which is which is better um 
but yeah, there's been no question. I've not felt any pressure at all, which is which is a good thing because you don't want to be put at you don't want to be put at risk. And I think we are hitting a point now where this is starting to really sink home with a lot of people. I think we're reaching a point where people are aware of or know someone who's been badly affected. A, a friend of a friend of mine who I, I knew a little bit uh, died a couple of days ago at the age of 55. Um, yeah. And this is when you sort of, when it starts to bite in a way that you can connect with, I think that's when people think this isn't this isn't a joke actually, and we you know we do have to be careful, and it's not worth taking any risks. Well, it was after a chat with with yourself that I really started to sort of take heed and and think about my options, and that's when I spoke to work because when you told me that it was likely that we'd be told to hide away for twelve weeks, I went into well my bosses are up in Leeds but I, I rang them up and I was like okay here's what we need to start thinking about and they were like fine yeah do it but I come I, I work for a very small much smaller media broadcaster media organization and we only have three three bodies in the southwest and I'm sort of the the one that's you know on all the the, the big lives and the big stories in the southwest so it was it was a big sort of ask for 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 me to mm. decide to to go indoors and i mean i remember when the first it wasn't a confirmed case the chinese media said that someone who worked for god was it wessex water um was had was diagnosed and confirmed in china but um the the british public public health england over here didn't go and test him and, and confirm the case. And I remember that. And I was, you know, outside the building, um, you know, as you do, repeating yourself over and over again across the different slots that, that you're given. And it didn't bother me. It was sort of a, a news event and I was re responding mm -hmm. as, as I would, um, you know, trying to do the best with it. And then literally a week and a half later, my opinion was different and I was... I wouldn't have dreamed, I wouldn't dream of going now to a place which is where coronavirus is, you know, thought to be quite prevalent. Being, for me, quite nice working from home. Um, <laughs> you have a cat that looks like, could, that looks like uh, it could be my own cat's brother or relative or something. It's called Timmy, isn't he? And he's been spending a lot of time with you. It, well, Timmy made his debut on international television this <laughs> morning. The, um, <laughs> thankfully, we were just, he, it just landed on my knee just as I was going to do a weather throw. Um, and, um, and so it was an apt sort of, uh, sort of time to, to lift him up and, and show him off. Because it's all, all my Twitter has been. I've had, I don't know how many thousands of messages this weekend saying, where's the cat? So I, had <laughs> I, to get I him think on I saw a tweet point. from you saying that um, he'd just wandered back in through the garden after you'd come off air. Friday and Saturday, on both days, the minute I came off air and opened the French windows, he came running across the lawn. So <laughs> oh, well, like he timed it. Um, but no, so I mean, it's, you know, it's been quite, I mean, I'm with you in that um, I've sort of quite enjoyed the time and the downtime in a way to, you know, to try to relax. And I'm, you know, I'm actually being much more oddly, much more social than normal. I'm on Zoom and house party and WhatsApp and all this at the minute. Um, so it's, it's actually been quite nice 
in a weird sort of way. But I do think you've got to have the right attitude. I think you've got to just make the most of a bad job, haven't you? And and and, and just get on with it. There's no point griping and moaning and because it's not going to do you any good. The no. only person that's going to hurt is yourself. So spending time here, having, I've got to confess, Jamie, having a few little afternoon naps um, <laughs> because, you know, there's, I can't do much else. Um, but that's been, that's been quite nice. I'm getting through audio books at a huge rate of dots oh, um, <laughs> and, and hitting lots of Netflix. So it's, you know, it's quite good. <laughs> well, because I'm not doing anything live right now, everything's pre-recorded. It's, you know, Skype TV and I've got uh, a ridiculous amount of, you know, little cameras and mobile phones pointed at you know my screen and me so i can because there's you know when you're so for the people listening what we would do when you create a news package is get lots of shots of relevant things so whether that's i don't know someone tap, typing on a laptop or someone getting a book out of a shelf or filming i don't know a cat you know if if that was you know pertinent to the story but there's none of that now because you're all your guests are over skype all your contributors so oftentimes the only cutaways that I've got is myself. Mm. So, and that, and that's really annoying actually, because I don't want to necessarily get off and get ready, get camera ready every day. If I'm not leaving my house, that's, that's the most, that's the only thing that I'm struggling with. It's getting myself motivated enough to put on, um, you know, clothes that I wouldn't mind being seen on television. in. Well, you've got to cheat it. That's, I mean, that's what I've been <laughs> doing this weekend is that, I mean, I, I have, don't have any makeup at home, so I haven't got to worry about that. I've got to do the hair, obviously. Um, but I've had, oh, I don't know if I should say this, I've had the same shirt on <laughs> Friday, Saturday and Sunday because I'm literally putting it on for the show and then just taking it straight off again. So I'm keeping my washing down. Um, so I've worn the same shirt all weekend for the show. Um, and then just, a, you know, tie in a jacket. And then I've had uh, basically jogging bottoms and slippers on. <laughs> Well, it's, it's the hair for me because I, I was, I was really stupid. So I, I booked a haircut because I knew this was probably coming. I knew that we were probably going to lose non-essential businesses very, very soon. So I booked one because I wasn't going to be able to get a haircut for a long time. And then I cancelled it to for, for, uh, to go and do a story. And I, I knew what I was doing, but you know what? Sometimes the news just has to come first. So now it's now it's getting to a stage where I don't know what to do with it. It's not been this long in in quite some time. So I'm having to sort of you know make it up as I go along. But that that's the bit. If I if I just had you know short tidy hair, then I could probably do. Um, what you're doing and sort of fudge it slightly and, and get away with it. Um, but unfortunately, that is not the case with my hair right now. So it needs a shower to um, be tamed and all that sort of stuff. But you want to watch wearing your same shirt um, all the time because I used to have, when I was in a studio, a, a, like a wardrobe that never left the studio. And after about two months, everything got a bit musty and it all smelt like I'd you know, left it in a shed for several months. So I, I, I wouldn't wear them um, for, the, for the same shows in a row too long. I'd, I'd sort of um, mix it up a bit, maybe have, maybe have a few on hand. But when do you think we will see a world that resembles in any sort of way, the one that we left not so long ago? Um, well, look, I mean, it's all complete guesswork, isn't it? I mean, no, no one can actually say at this stage. Um, 
but you know a, a sort of educated guess i would think august september something like that i mean it looks like we're heading towards in the next couple of weeks a peak here and then obviously things start to slow down after that um but it's gonna have to be very much a phased exit strategy because lockdown they can't if they just stop lockdown then there will be a secondary peak even when this is all over i think the world will be a very different place i can't imagine what it will be like to going back to greeting someone with a handshake for example <laughs> oh well i know what you mean i know what you mean i think that that will take a little while but it will happen it will happen i think it's i mean the I'm very aware that at the beginning of this, there was a lot of consultation with behavioural psychologists. And so, you know, there, there are these rules in place with a lot with the lockdown, though, of course, you have got this, this sort of freedoms to go out for your daily exercise and those sort of things. Um, but the behavioural psychologists were sort of being very clear that if you bring in very heavy measures very quickly, people are going to rebel at the wrong time. Mm. Um, and so they've. I think it's sort of been phased in, really. It's all a bit surreal, so isn't we'll, it? We'll, we'll have. It is surreal, and we'll we'll just have to wait and see how the, you know how they manage it all. But I think the key thing is, you know, we we see every day what the rules and regulations are, and what we're being told to do. And I think we just have to, as individuals, we just have to get on with it. Yeah, and it, when you're so wrapped up in, in the news and, you know, speaking to the same sort of contributors over and over again, um, Dr. Barrett Pancania is a personal favourite of mine. I see him on everywhere and he's, he's quite, you know, the, 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 the sort of, you know, his outlook on everything is, I don't know, it's not, it's not changed. He's been very, you know, sort of stuck in his advice and opinions. I think he was in the BBC Points West studio um, and they were reading questions to him and they were like, oh, can I go on? This was very early on in, in the pandemic and it was uh, questions like, can I go on my um, mystery coach journey this weekend and why not? And he just was no, it was no. And then he said the word no, he shut up. And then the presenter, Alex Lovell, had to move to the next question because I don't know, mm. it, it's just, it just, he just seems to be very cut and dried and, and very straight to the point. None of this um, sort of you know, flowery language rambling around it. But it, it's, just, it's just a really weird time. And it, you have to sort of shake yourself every now and again to realize, you know, this is, it's not just a new story. This is happening. This is happening everywhere. I think when you're so sort of engaged with, you know, you know, the new information and the daily briefings and that sort of thing, it's, it's, you sort of slip out of reality a little bit. So it's hard, mm. as, and especially when you, you know, you go out for your daily hour of exercise or whatever, and it's not an hour, it can be whatever I think, I think it can be as long as you want it to be, but, and you see everyone out, families out riding bikes and things like that. It still doesn't feel at least in, you know, my corner of North Somerset that it's, it's really happening. Well I, I, well, I know what you mean. There is almost a sort of slightly strange. I mean, when I, I when I go out for a walk, um, and I tend to go either sort of quite early in the morning or, or later in the evening, so I just really see as few people as possible. Literally, we'll see one or two people when I'm out. Um, but they're all everyone's very friendly and oh, hello, evening, <laughs> and and, it, and it's like a really nice sort of atmosphere you know it's lovely um 
but it's so it, it does sort of take away that sort of sense of, of of how serious it is but interestingly i was talking to my mother earlier on she was saying you she feels very passive with her words in what she's doing just staying mm. at home but actually i said well it's it's not passive in that sense is it because what you're doing is making sure that you're not ending up in hospital yeah and, yeah. and putting that strain on the nhs so you know it we all play an active role actually in this it's just a just a sort of odd active role but looking after ourselves actually is looking after the country looking after the nhs and ultimately saving lives which is 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 very difficult to get your head around in some respects but we all need to take a level of personal responsibility and that's that's what's lacking in some people clearly from the pictures we've seen but we've, we have all just got to do that yeah, well, I, th I think you're speaking to the converted over here. But for every, you know, annoying, frustrating story like the people out the weekend and, and the very sad stories that we're hearing, there are good stories too. I mean, the virtual NHS, uh, the virtual Grand National raised more than £2.6 million for the NHS. That happened over the weekend. I didn't win. I bet my money on <laughs> Bristol Demai and it was doing very well. Um, but my brothers went for Potter's Corner. I think, I think, did that win it? I think it might have done. Um, basically, I'm from Stoke-on-Trent, which is known as the Potteries. Um, but I, I went with my adopted hometown, and um, and it didn't, it didn't, it didn't um, win me any money. But it did give some money to the NHS. And, and I guess when you're sitting there in front of your home studio. Um, reading script after script of very depressing news. When a nice one comes along, it's a, it's a bit of a pick-me-up for you and for the viewers at home. Oh, it's it's lovely, um, you know, and it's nice. But it's, the problem is you don't always have a lot of room for, for some of the lighter stuff, so we try and squeeze in a couple of lighter stories in the paper reviews and, and you know, anything nice that, that comes along. But actually, there's a lot of nice stuff on Twitter as well. I've just seen... a. Um, just before we we were speaking, a, a, a father and daughter singing a nice song together, and a, a three-year-old toddler walking down the street saying hello to absolutely everybody. <laughs> um, so there, there are these nice little bits of human kindness, and and I do think that every every cloud has a silver lining, um, and and you know you've got to you've got to look for the for the good in all of this. And I think hopefully, you, know, you talk about getting back to normal. I I hope we are a a kinder, more considerate society after all of this, and th and that just doesn't all all disappear because yeah, you know, we've got to we've got to think that we will carry on, we will get through it all. Um, we just need to keep a level of positivity going where we can. Absolutely, um, and to draw on an old cliche, I think it's a, it's, only, it's time. Only time is going to tell as what the world will be like when this is indeed all over but it's good that we can work from home we're very lucky doing what we do and um it's been a pleasure to speak to you so thank you very much Stephen. always a pleasure thanks jamie 
And that is it for another episode of the All For One podcast. Thank you so much to Stephen for being so generous with his time. And thank you to you at home for listening along. Now, I haven't checked on them in a while, but I did the other day. We're getting some really, really nice reviews on the podcast. And that reminded me to ask for some more. So if uh, in whatever app that you're listening to this podcast, there'll be a section where you can review it. Go ahead and give us five stars if you think we're worth it and leave a little review if you liked. To, to it just helps spread the podcast and get it out there to more people now i've got plans for more lockdown episodes so if you want to be on a future episode of the podcast all you have to do is get in touch with me you can email me at contact all one at gmail.com the four is the number four and the letters o n e or you can get in touch on social media i'm at jamie low tv everywhere or find the podcast pages on twitter we are all for one tweets on Instagram, we are at All For One Insta. And on Facebook, we are at All For One Online. So get in touch if you want to be on the next show. But that is all from me for now. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>